Hey, welcome everyone to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. I'm your host, the crypto coach, Blockchain Wayne. In this episode, we're joined by Bartos. Bartos is with my container. He'll tell you a little bit about himself, but first and foremost, Bartos, thank you for joining us today uh, for this podcast episode. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a big pleasure, as always, to participate in, in, in uh, anything related to FIO. So uh, we're always, uh, you know, enjoying things uh, quite a lot. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us. Let's jump right into it, Bartos. I mean, I know we're going to tell everybody a little bit more later about my container, but tell us a little bit about your, your background. I'll, I'm always curious to find out how people got into this space uh, and, and kind of what you've done in the past so far. Yeah, so for me, it's been quite a long journey, I would say. Um, well, I started working quite uh, quite early, I would say. So I was maybe, you know, 16, um, 17. I started playing with, you know, building websites and things of that sort. Um, so yeah, I, you know, right now I'm 30, you know, four. So you can imagine I'm already, I would say probably, you know, close, approaching 20 years, <laughs> you know, in in, in this, uh, in, in my professional career, let's say. Then, uh, you know, I went to, to London, so I worked in many design agencies. Uh, then I worked in banking, in finance, in Deutsche Bank, uh, at Barclays. Uh, afterwards, I came back uh, to Poland, so that's where I uh, come from. Um, and I helped one startup to uh, kind of grow. Uh, from like 40 people to 600 and then uh, 2016 was the moment where I uh, kind of started looking into the crypto so primarily through staking coins right so I'm, I think this was the moment where um, I don't know if you if you remember maybe remember but uh, there were first proof of stake coins appearing and this kind of allowed everyone to help uh, to kind of uh, participate in the staking ecosystem and essentially invest which which kind of make a huge difference i would say because you know not a lot of people could let's say afford or maybe even like store you know having bitcoin machines or or, or or even operate them so i thought well maybe if i like create my container platform that will be very simple for everyone to use like deposit funds maybe we can like speed up the uh sort of the adoption and help everyone to participate in the staking protocols so that that's how my container started um yeah and I, I actually self-founded uh, my container so for nearly three years so i was pouring all of my money uh, into the project uh yeah it was three hard years i must say especially you know back in the days um you know like staking nobody knew staking when i was even trying to hire people um you know talking to some people uh it was really really difficult i remember the prices of the assets back in the days in in, in you know up, apart from see the, the one of the, the bull runs uh where you know like you essentially couldn't make money initially i even thought that um the staking would be like a way for for us to kind of bring people in and then they would be using our exchange but um yeah so this were this were very tough tough three years I must say uh, but uh, it was it was very you know a long journey uh, you know very I would say um, 24 to 30 months we managed to become profitable and we managed to get first investments from some of the 
you know, prominent investors like um, Bybit, uh, Shima, DFG, and many others. So, you know, you can imagine this, <laughs> this was a very happy moment for me because, you know, finally I could start paying salary for myself. So, so yeah, so that's uh, that's really how we how we started. Again, you know, we couldn't do it without obviously the community, the partnerships with all of the projects that we made, and uh, obviously everybody who who kind of trusted me and, and helped my container grow. So, um, yeah, so these were very tough, tough, tough days, I must say. Um, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. I, I strongly, you know, don't recommend anyone to, to you know, bootstrap the projects um, because it's a really tough and a very painful process, I must say. Yeah, I would bet it's a, it's a money burn for a while until you uh, can turn that, you that know? corner of profitability. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even that that you burn the money. Like if you knew that you are burning money, and eventually you will, um, you will essentially make the profit. Then, yeah, then you would be comfortable making uh, burning money. But that the problem with burning money is that you you essentially don't know if that yeah. burning money will be profitable, right? So every single month you you kind of burn extra money, but you don't know if um yeah if you will be profitable at all and if you will even make it or or attract the new audience users and and, and revenue so this is um probably the most i would say difficult thing uh that we mm -hmm. that we we had as my container honestly um yeah yeah cool so let's jump in the staking for a minute i mean we'll get into some more questions about my container but the premise of this show and when I started it was centered around educating people about the space so they can listen in, they can hear an interview, but they'll learn something as well. And as you mentioned, when you first started, not many people were familiar with staking or what it was. And, and I think in the space, we've gone a little ways, but there's also been some muddy of the waters in terms of some people will say they're staking, but they're not truly staking. They're not participating in governance. It's just some company has put up some marketing funds that they're slowly paying out over time. Um, so maybe give some insight into, uh, you know, to our listeners, what is staking, uh, what does it truly involve? What is real staking and what does that truly involve? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, so this would be quite, I would say quite a, quite, quite a long, you know, I don't think we'll have that much time, but I would try to obviously uh, kind of uh, uh, do it in the very, in the very short. Yeah. Hi, level. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, well, in, in short, like the most popular ways of staking coins is essentially just delegating them to the validators uh, and validators produce the blocks. And essentially by doing this work, they receive certain rewards and that's it. And those rewards are the, you know, the, the you know, the, those, those money, the coins that you receive are essentially rewards that you will be getting for helping validate the blockchain. That's in mm -hmm. simple terms. Now, yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> that's that's probably the simplest way of explaining this. But over time, as you've pointed out, the term staking evolved, right? So it kind of right now, especially in the DeFi space, anywhere you generally would deploy capital to any pools, you generally would also call that staking. Now, if you are new to this, let's say game or staking, you must be really, I would say, aware of what is actually happening with those money and what you know what uh, where is the yield coming from prime mm -hmm. especially yeah so you know for anyone who is trying to so so very often there might be some DeFi strategies uh, happening under the hood and things of that sort sometimes like, as you pointed out there might be some something you know let's say 
uh, you know, not proper going on with with some, let's say, unverified projects and so on, and so on. So my my strong advice to this is essentially like I think for everybody, just education, reading. Uh, if you have the technical experience, just check the smart contract where it's been audited. I mean, generally, if you go through through an audit, and there is a report um, of such audit of the smart contract to which you will be deploying the funds, if it's public and it should be public, like we did, for example, with uh, our latest project with our network, it's public. You can see all of the informations about the audit, so you will find some insights uh, or, or details that. Uh, what the smart contract is capable for, what permissions are there, and so on, so on. So I would strongly, that you know, encourage you know, especially if you are you know using a large portion of your funds, right? If you you know generally, so you, you will be taking some risks. So you know, I'd say better to obviously check things beforehand than than regret it, obviously, right? Because we saw many. You know examples in both CFI and DeFi. To be to be honest, right? We we saw yeah. we saw in both spaces. So my I, I always say, and, and my, in my container, and I think you guys are doing in FIO as well a lot of education. I think anybody just to just to mention also this, anybody who's doing educational content, I think we we strongly um, like. I personally really do uh, admire this approach, and uh, we also are doing this a lot because. Without strong education and teaching people how things are working, it's uh, it's going to be very hard to make adoption. Unfortunately, a lot of people are still coming to crypto just to make quick bucks. That's mm -hmm. that's unfortunate. It's uh, they see high yield, they they think they will get you know billionaires over time, and it's super rare that it actually happens. Right. As you probably know, it, it may happen, but you probably know you will see some posts on Twitter. And someone made, you know, some crazy, uh, you know, bet, you know, like half a million, million, but, you know, and people get excited, obviously, but they don't see, you know, that 99% <laughs> of other people that didn't. And that's right. really what, what figures people. So education is the most important. I would say everybody who really thinks, and, and I believe everybody who is get, getting into the blockchain should really learn educate themselves do the research it will pay off in the long run essentially it, you it, it's really like i spend even you know from 2015 2016 i didn't build i was just learning and experimenting with staking coins and things of that sort it was honestly it was horrible i don't know if you tried to stake yeah. anything uh, back in the days it was it was nightmare i had like you know i was like oh my god this is like everything crashes like wallet crashed like <laughs> just everything it, the, it the, wasn't the easy yeah it was it was it was it was insane uh so so yeah so my my strong again i will just maybe repeat myself again but uh, education is really the most important thing and um yeah, I think this would be this would be my advice. If you if you were really embrace the education and uh, the learning, then you mm -hmm. essentially equip yourself with the mindset that you can kind of carry on through your you know whole journey. Otherwise, you will be on the mercy of you know people telling you on Twitter this is the next gem, this is gonna make ten hundred x, and you will fall for it. And that's yeah. really unfortunate. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's a, you're right. A lot of people come in. I mean, I, I came into the space initially around the same time as you for, you know, looking to invest, put some money in, make some money. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right. The key is we've got to educate people along the way. 
there's nothing wrong coming in with that mindset as long as you're open to truly learning what this yeah. is, what problems does, does cryptocurrency really solve. And then on the staking side, understand that uh, whether you're participating in governance or you're staking and is participating in a DeFi yield, or kind of like we've seen over the years, I used to tell people all the time when they would send me some scam projects, I said, when you don't understand where the yield is coming from, you're the yield, <laughs> right? The, the new money coming in is the yield that's paying the, the people that have been in a while. And those are the ones yeah. that we've seen don't really last the test of time. What were, uh, what were, if you don't mind saying, what were some of those early coins that you were staking? Yeah, oh, oh, uh, sure, I can tell you. I mean, I was staking, um, oh, I think they were like, uh, let's see, let me think. Um, I think there was like, uh, like Lux. I don't know if you know, it's called LUX. LUX. Uh, uh, there was, I think it was called the DBET. I thought it was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like <clears throat> decentralized betting system, which I think it, it had like potential, but uh, so this was, again, there was like, um, uh, like peer coin, uh, PVEX. Yeah, like really, I would say, um, some of them are still around, I think. So, <laughs> yeah, I saw something one. around PIVX recently, and uh, I, went, I didn't realize they were still around. Yeah. Um, how, how about yourself? Like, like what, 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 what were your your, your initial? I, uh... I was in the space at the same time as you, but I didn't really dig into staking until <laughs> I mean, other than I, I was looking into staking Dash, and I realized how much it would cost <laughs> to oh, yeah, run a yeah. note to run a note on Dash, and I kind of backed <laughs> out, but. Uh, Tezos yeah. is actually what eventually got me to take a look at staking. Yeah. Uh, they call it baking, but it's the same concept, right? It's uh, participating in governance, delegating your stake, and, and earning a reward. Um, mm -hmm. And what That's I liked about Tezos was, you know, you could stake. I could stake from cold storage. <laughs> That's that. Yeah, that that was a big changer, by the way. That really was a big change that happened. Uh, that more and more projects decided to do it uh, cold staking, which I think is super. Mm -hmm. Uh, important and uh, it really changed, uh, you know, improved security. But uh, I want to actually touch on one point uh, that you mentioned uh, about the uh, baking, which is staking, and it's it's quite funny because, <clears throat> like, you know, even nowadays I, I find it quite not really funny, but I think it's like uh, like it's every single project they are trying to come up with something, let's say, innovative, and they call the different names for, you know, the same functionality. Like, you know, you're like staking and they call it baking. Some other people call it like, you know, uh, something else. And it, I, I think in the grand scheme of things, it really confuses a lot of people because people, you know, suddenly they have to learn the word that means the same thing. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's necessary, honestly. I think the, sim the more simple language, uh, the better. So, like even nowadays, I check sometimes the project with staking and, I, and there are some you know terms that i don't know because it's a new project and and they came up with those names just to you know let's say make it look fancy but on the contrary it really disturbs from the adoption so with my container we generally try to make things really simple uh you know for better or worse try to make simple guides do step by step follow uh, uh guides or maybe like a youtube videos where people can do like click 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 and just really really simple stuff like i always say like I always think, like if your mom or dad cannot follow this guide, it's probably too difficult. So, so this is this is, yeah. uh, this is my always, uh, you know, like um, like a guideline for the simplicity. Uh, because I mean, I, I can just tell you even like one story. Um, 
um, you know, a lot of my friends, I was trying to, and it was, it, it, I don't know, you can maybe tell me your experience, but I, I think that a lot of, at least from 2018, 2019, a lot of people I spoke with and, um, and I, 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 and they say, hey, so what you are doing, the is taking, and I explain them the staking and so on and so on. And um, I tried to explain many times, and, and this was like four years ago. And even nowadays, I mean, I didn't, I expected to people to already know what staking is these days, like a lot of people, but I, I don't think, at least in my personal experience, I don't think that many people know what staking really is. And even if I explain them, it seems to be that the, to me that um, the blockchain itself it's generally quite hard to grasp, and therefore the adoption it's relatively slow, in my opinion, to 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 you know to what it potentially could be, you know, otherwise. But yeah, I see this especially in staking. I can tell from staking perspective uh, uh, because I generally every day I have this every day in front of me. So yeah, I see this. Um, I don't know if it's worrying, but it's certainly, you know, like why I'm saying this is because there yeah. are many new things coming up every single day or, or week. And then you think like, oh, actually, uh, uh, yeah. So, so imagine like if what we are doing right now, let's say DeFi or maybe like some, you know, uh, isolated pools or like, uh, and things of that sort that are quite new or derivatives or, or share LP shares of the pools, like, you know, they're not even new, but if people don't understand the staking, the basic concepts, there are still many things that has appeared already that are already that are already on the frontier. That you know that I don't know when they will grasp it essentially. So mm. on one on one hand, it's actually it worries me because, um, you know, it's uh, I wish it was picked up much much faster. So yeah, at least this is my experience. I don't know yeah. what are your thoughts on this, uh, like from your from your perspective and how you speak with people. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. And I think it's because, like you mentioned, like liquidity providing and stuff like that as well. Those are concepts that exist in TradFi and CFI, but people, most people haven't been able to participate in that type of, of a yield. So understanding that is hard. And then I think it's kind of, it's, it's a correlation to mining. I mean, I was mining Ethereum with oh, yeah. GPUs uh, years I'm ago. Sure. And people don't really understand that you've got to go to the basics of what is a blockchain how does it operate why do you need a governance model and what does you know proof of work do and then you can understand what proof of stake does just like when i start okay. teaching people the basics of cryptocurrency a lot of times i got to back up and teach them the history of money because most people don't really understand that okay. or how the federal reserve and these okay. other central banks across the world operate so if you don't understand that you don't understand the problem we're solving so to understand what Fair staking enough, yeah. is um I think we've got to make it super simple to where a young kid or an elderly grandparent can grasp it. And that's what we saw happen with technology adoption, right? When you think about the internet itself, sending email, uh, I've heard, you know, in my early days of, of getting into the space, I was listening to, to talks by Andreas Antonopoulos and he would talk about how, um, you know, email was hard. You, in the early days you needed to understand code and pretty much almost be a programmer to be able to send and receive okay. email because it was complicated but yet today an elderly grandmother can send an email on an ipad with the swipe of a finger and that's i think where we've got to get to so we've got to have that combination of education understand what the tech really does and then also the interfaces have to make it easy because other than that people aren't going to come to this 
unless they're forced to. People people get comfortable in certain things and they only move when they get uncomfortable. So education is one way to make them uncomfortable because once you learn more about the banking system, I think one thing that's helping us today, right, is uh, inflation we're starting to see ramp up across the world more than it has in the past. And so a lot of people, and we're seeing banks collapse. So a lot of people are now opening their eyes to these problems. But you're right, education is, is the biggest key to make them understand the risk of what they're doing um, and staking, what benefit does it provide? What is your potential? And, um, and so I think, yeah, we definitely need to see a lot more of that uh, in terms. So, so definitely having what you guys have in my container to be able to educate people on yeah. what they're doing, what is staking, making it easy for people. That's going to be uh, be the key and, and really pointing out those resources. So does my container have resources that I don't want to say recommend, but give people the details for staking all the different uh, coins or tokens that are yeah, available? We, most of them, I mean, uh, I mean, we have like over 100 coins right now for staking. Uh, so g generally, I mean, pretty much most of the even uh, cold staking and custodial staking that we are doing, we have both options, by the way, again, just to really cater for, for uh, you know, let's say beginners, generally beginners would prefer, as you mentioned, very simple interface, they want to play with seed uh, phrases and so on and so on. So we, we support both users and we have generally no preference, obviously, we would prefer eventually that everybody would be using uh, non-custodial solutions, because in my opinion, that's the way to do it. But, you know, in reality, this is the way we see this is that we want to help on board uh, new users and then when they when we educate them then they can use our solutions that are let's say more advanced so we yeah, we do support uh, even uh, um, guides for uh, custodial staking and for non-custodial staking alike so just to also teach people to kind of like move from the custodial staking to non-custodial staking so uh, yeah I think this is uh, so yeah because they would understand on the custodial part how things work and then they can you know maybe install the metamask maybe they were like oh this is quite easy i now i've done something with this metamask and they can just track things and uh, yeah it's a, it's a good um it's a good you know i think deed <laughs> to say that we yeah. helped at least a few people <laughs> to you know to move and teach them uh, how to use uh, non-custodial solutions so i think this is always a good thing yeah but yeah, yeah, also mentioned regarding the the, the, the Bitcoin and uh, the inflation. I I mean, <clears throat> again, this is quite again. I, I, I you know so so like I wish that more people would treat Bitcoin not as a speculation, uh, but as a essentially hedge for the inflation. So if people really like kind of, uh, at least I'm, I'm personally, you know, no investment advice, but I'm personally a big fan of Bitcoin, obviously. I think it's mm -hmm. a strong foundation for the ecosystem. So I think if people really looked at the Bitcoin, like everybody treated Bitcoin as the uh, inflation hedge and really like a long-term asset keeping rather than speculations, then uh, yeah, it would be amazing. I just think that, you know, over time people could borrow against it and, and the, you know, uh, but again, I think it will come with time, hopefully. Uh, and I see, as you pointed out, uh, I saw the correlation between, you know, Bitcoin going up when the banks were going down, which I was thinking like, wow, this is this is quite interesting. So finally, there were some uh, some insights that, you know, when the banks were going down, you know, the, the Bitcoin is going up. So I was like, oh, wow, finally, we have, uh, you know, before that you had 
uh, uh, generally a DAO correlation to Bitcoin was pretty much similar when the DAO mm -hmm. was going up, Bitcoin was going up and so on and so on. But uh, at that point, I looked at the charts and I was like, wow, this is quite interesting. And I would love to see more of this, like Bitcoin being uncorrelated with uh, more and more, uh, more and more assets. So such that people really do like, you know, when I, I'd love to meet more people and say, you know, oh, I own Bitcoin because of, of the hedge for the inflation. Like I'd love to, mm -hmm. <laughs> to meet more of those people. But, um, you know, I, I don't want to say I met many of those uh, so far. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's the whole premise. That's how I came into the space was through Bitcoin. And also. yeah, I mean, people need to realize that. But what you mentioned about banks, I think banks have really conditioned people. Most people today aren't used to controlling their own custody. They think they are because they have an account and a login and they can look up their balance or most time people can spend their balance whenever they want, but the banks have custody. Or if they trade in stocks, the, the stockbroker has the custody. If yeah. they, you know, so that people aren't used to having that responsibility of custody. So it's good to have that where you can edge people in to where they can take custody. And yeah, I'm a big fan, same thing. I don't give financial advice, but I tell people, if you understand how Bitcoin operates and you're yeah. thinking long-term, uh, then the best thing you can do, you know, at least on Bitcoin is accumulate a little bit over time, uh, right. continue to put a little bit in. And that, that's a strategy I teach dollar cost average. But right. obviously yeah. when you find out about other projects you believe in, especially those are proof of stake, then if you believe in the project's going to be good long-term and you have a chance to stake and participate in governance, it's kind of a win-win. Even if the yield is kind of low percentage wise, but you're earning long term. And if you think five years from now, that's going to be a really good bet, then, you know, there, there's nothing in life that's certain. So you got to take risk. But when people yep. understand that, I think that'll get more people into into staking, really highlighting the ones, not just focusing on what the percentage yield is, but getting people to be believers in the project. And then if they are a believer in that project, then it just makes sense. Hey, if I'm going to hold this long term anyway, I might as well stake. That's what I've done with with you know majority of my FIO tokens. Like I'm long term with this, so I'm gonna stake it, let it ride. I don't care if I'm getting two percent or twelve percent. Uh, you know, I think it's about ten percent or eleven percent right now. But it doesn't matter to me what it is. I know those and those fluctuate depending on how many people are staking, how much activity exactly. is on chain. That's with anything. So there's no guarantees on the yield percent. But I think that's where people realize, okay, if you're gonna hold it anyway, long term, because the volatility in the market is not for everybody. I love that when wow. I see people come in and think, oh, it's easy to trade. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some people would be better off just accumulating long term. I think about that too. My uh, Some of the things <laughs> I did in 2017, I'd, I'd have been better off just holding the ETH instead mm -hmm. of buying all those different tokens that were coming out there. And that was the ICO yeah. craze of 2017. <laughs> I think I think I think one I think once I don't know if it, I think I think this was I think Warren Buffett probably mentioned this I think so or or someone or, or Charlie Munger but um, you know I'm not agreeing with everything they say especially about the Bitcoin but the, the, there was one thing that I think pointed out um, very uh, that they pointed out very accurately that you know um, let's say in I don't know maybe this was you know very early I'd uh, say. Um, which year could be, let's say, between the, 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 the first and second war when people were trading stocks, right? So 
you know you had to actually physically go somewhere and and and, and buy the stocks and so on and so on right or or call uh, afterwards called call the broker and, and and things of that sort nowadays everybody can, has like interface where you are one click away from trade so you emotionally you get driven into this so you ride on those emotions like i if people had to like buy bitcoin then like physically to go to somewhere people would buy bitcoin <laughs> they wouldn't sell because they wouldn't be bothered so it would be as you mentioned that fluctuation is not for everyone and i think that ease of access to trading um it can be really uh well obviously has a lot of benefits but you, you pointed out those downsides that you know people get uh, get to think that it's very easy to kind of jump in and out of the trades and um yeah i, I really do believe that also um yeah with, with projects yeah if you believe it and if you don't proper research again we will emphasize on this again if you've done the proper research and and and, and you've you especially i i personally think that it's really like for people that are watching i think it's really important to really see the track record on delivery i think this is for me the one of the most important thing that i personally look at the projects like if the project has delivered something like a product or or something that really works or or, or is valuable for people this is a very good indication for me that the project is very useful and is trying to accomplish something but uh and this is very hard most of the projects, as you probably know they have let's say the facade it's amazing but as you go deeper and deeper into the nuances it gets yeah. it gets worse and worse essentially so so yeah so i would say you know uh, again uh, it's really important to 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 know and i think again like i think this is this is quite like i think again i think this is buffett said it that <clears throat> how to start it and they say like open the book with the companies and start from a and researching the companies but it's a very mundane task nobody these days wants to do proper research everybody wants to get like the tip and write the hundred decks so um yeah it's a bit of a you know it's a bit of a um i would say I don't want to say the delusional thinking, but I, it's, I, I do hope that more and more people will, will, will do it. So, um, because yeah, yeah that, that's, it's a challenge. Eventually, yeah, that's eventually, but, but as you mentioned <clears throat> as well, you know, especially after the last winter, more and more projects are still building and keep on building. Like you guys been around for, for a long time. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's also a very good sign for people that you as you've been for a while you continue building we've integrating fio recently on our platform and also i see you make you know new stuff and uh, yeah it's great i think it's uh, and again you are simplifying also the process which mm. is very useful like i think you you what you are doing you are simplifying the user experience of the people that are trying to right. send some funds which is amazing and yet another let's say building block for improving the adoption so yeah absolutely I definitely want to emphasize something you said earlier about researching a project and looking at what they've produced and what they've done. And and also on the on the whole time that they, they want to tip or they want to get rich quick. Um, yep. Some people have that lottery mentality. So it's a mindset shift that people have to get out of. And in my early days of teaching people crypto, I realized that you've got to teach mindset as well because people have the wrong mindset. And you've got to change that thinking uh, to people that are open to changing that thinking, but look past the price. Like people look at a project's performance as, oh, the price is going up and up and up. Well, everything's going to be volatile. Every company is going to have these waves. Every project's going to have these waves up and down. And it's really, what have they delivered? Not price. What have they delivered? Um, I met someone not too long ago 
and it's a friend's mom, elderly lady. And back in 2001, Amazon stock had crashed from like $100 down to like 10. It was like 90% drop. And yeah, all of her friends told her she needed to get out of there before she lost all of her money. So she sold it at a loss. Oh, and yeah? imagine oh. the regret that she has today for not holding on to that because she was strictly looking at price instead of mm -hmm. looking at what Amazon was doing. They were just early in what they're doing. There was a lot of volatility in the early days, but looking back in the long term, it just makes sense that, oh my yeah. God, everybody wishes they would have got in then. And and we've got to start looking at this that way. If you're looking at it from a financial st standpoint, think about what's, what's going to give you the best outcome long term, not a month from now where I can make a quick 10% profit on the trade, yeah. but what's going to give me the best long term because... I know what money is. I've learned what bad money is. And then I learn, okay, which of these projects has a lot of potential and how is it going to be used in the future? Um, so when people yeah. get into that mindset, I think we'll see, we'll see a shift. And I think it's, it's happening some, but every time we have these market cycles right now, we're in the middle of a bear. Uh, you know, we've had some good life the first part of this year, but people yeah. are still, everybody's still looking at the price action. I remember, man, I was, uh, so when I'm out and about and I'm not, in, at crypto events or doing crypto stuff, mm -hmm. I normally wear a Bitcoin hat because people recognize oh. the symbol. Yeah, and sure, sure. 20, 2018, I was checking out at this grocery store we have here called Trader Joe's. And the guy mm -hmm. bagging my groceries saw my Bitcoin hat and he says, Bitcoin, is that still a thing? And I'll never wow. forget this because the price of Bitcoin was about $3,500 at the time. Okay. And I said, yeah, man, absolutely, you should look into it. And I gave him a two minute spiel about why it's important, mm -hmm. what's wrong with our current money. And I just said, look, I'm not telling you to go all in, but learn more about it. Accumulate a little bit. As you learn more, you're going to want to accumulate more. And hopefully, yeah. I've never seen the guy since. Hopefully, he took my advice. But, um, <laughs> but you know, that, that's, yeah, we yeah, just got to take those opportunities to educate people. Yeah, maybe, you know, you've, you've done, you know, we've made someone completely rich right now. And, you know, he probably should send you some gifts. But uh, I, I was just re referring to the, you know, to the Amazon uh, story. Um, I think uh, I think this was again uh, regarding numbers. I think this Bezos mentioned this at one of his interviews that uh, he saw because obviously it's much easier. Well, that's what he said. He said that uh, we saw that our stock was going down, but inside in the company we saw completely different picture. Essentially, we were growing, things were getting better, and, and things of that mm -hmm. sort. So, <clears throat> obviously, from the insider perspective, it's easier, it's easier to say, right? But, but it really proves the point that the price, uh, you know, price action is it's just, uh, you know, some people say, you know, uh, price action is a distraction. So, so because yeah. it really just, just, just kind of gives you the, you know, you kind of like look at the chart, but uh, under the hood, there's, there's a real business. And in the case of Amazon, um, yeah, but there was Bitcoin again. So, so that's what he mentioned. And, and we, in case of Bitcoin, it personally, I would be looking at potentially right now, like on the fundamentals uh, and who is actually looking at buying Bitcoins and probably accumulating. Like, I mean, a lot of family offices are coming in, storing this, uh, the assets and many more to come. So, you know, just the, the principles uh, of having 21 millions of bitcoins and, and all of those things they if you sit down and do proper calculations then they should really form the foundations of your thinking not really like you know 
head and shoulders or or different patterns that yeah. that you would be watching on the on the five minutes chart you know so so yeah. so yeah, yeah that's, that's really the, the the key in my opinion so yeah yeah i saw i saw an article actually today i, I saved it i normally save articles i see throughout the day so i have time to sit down i can read them but it was talking about um long-term bitcoin holding um hit about 68 percent of, of the supply being like long-term hold right now now we all know a small percentage of that or maybe a decent percentage of that of stuff that's probably lost forever and not really holding it but it the number is growing where more and more people are holding uh back to what you said about buff uh warren buffett uh and munger even yeah they don't understand crypto so i wouldn't take crypto advice from them but they've yeah. been amazing investors and they missed out on some things but the stuff they believed in they learn about it, they bought, and they teach you to buy good assets and hold them for a long time. And yeah. that that's really where, that's my Bitcoin strategy. Not not advice for anybody else to do it until you learn more, but that's my Bitcoin strategy. Buy right, a good yeah, asset, hold it for a long term. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm with you on this one. I mean, uh, but but I, I mean, I will just, just elaborate on 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 Buffett since we're on this topic. But generally, it's it's not like for all the people that think. Buffett also hates gold uh, as well. So mm -hmm. he says it, it's not it's not his uh, let's say way of investing. Essentially, when he invests, he invests in 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 businesses that produce let's say outputs and so on. But that's generally his his way of investing. When he looks at the gold and he says, well, with the gold, it's essentially you have to sell someone you know the gold for the higher price than you actually bought, and that's the same the same thing he, he it, the same way he looks at the the bitcoin so it it again it's i agree with you i would there are many things that from the mindset perspective that it's amazing about them and they delivered but again the technology part i think it's uh i would say blocking them a little bit and uh yeah i think in this case probably you should you know do combine thinking with their their thinking and yours after your own research. So, so yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm again I'm, I'm with you on this part. So completely. So so yes. Yeah, so we 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 good. <laughs> so. Best investments in your education, right? Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. But but again, but but Buffett also says this. I mean, we're speaking a lot about him, but he says the best investment. If people ask what is the best investment right now, he says it's always in you. You are the best assets that you can ever invest in because it mm -hmm. has the higher. You know, yield and then ROI. So that's true. I, I think that's true. You, it, I agree with that too. I mean, you have to, you you are with yourself for the whole life. <laughs> so, yeah. so you know, and that's really the the, the the you know that that's always the good the good uh, investment. So yeah, absolutely. So before we get to wrapping up, Bartos, I'd like to ask cool. this question to people: If you're open to sharing, what's mm -hmm. uh what's your What's the, the biggest mistake that you made in, in this space that people can learn from that you're willing to share? Oh, where do we begin? <laughs> where <laughs> I do we begin? Good. Yeah, I, I think, again, I don't think this will be any, I would say any, <clears throat> um, any surprising. I mean, I can maybe share a few. I mean, I think, um, Again, I think it's super difficult to control your emotions. This is just insanely difficult. So I would say that, and and you would say that you are immune to emotional actions, but honestly, you're not. So my suggestion is that when you are making the big decision, 
Um, so what I'm trying to get to the biggest <clears throat> the biggest mistakes where I where I made is that I made some big emotional decisions very fast. So for example, with <clears throat> I can give you just as a strong uh, a strong uh, just to give you an example, like with uh, uh, emotionally buying Bitcoin at the you know highest prices because I thought there is no limit and I thought mm -hmm. it was it was super emotional. There was a denial. Uh, and um, there were many, you know. Again, uh, we're going back to, to those guys from, uh, from from Charlie Munger. But when you have a lot of uh, biases overlapping, it's sort of like the Lupaluza effect, where you cannot uh, essentially control it. So, so yeah. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, emotional decisions that were uh, that were, let's say, on the with the big importance. So my suggestion is again, that if there is something big. Or maybe try to speak with some of the people, slow it down, analyze it more, and don't do it very fast. It's super difficult to do it in practice, but yeah. but but try. So that's probably one of the things um, when it comes to the to, to the crypto and, and the space that we are doing. Um, yeah, and sometimes I think I, I don't know from your side, but I think. Um, like entrepreneurs like us generally they always look i think on the on the bright side of things that sometimes we might not be very objective because we always think we can solve it we can improve it this is gonna be okay we know how to make things happen so um again maybe try to also have people that have slightly different view than than yourself so like i'm personally like my, my personality is let's say I would say very creative part. I'm, I'm, you know, more let's say less structured person. So, you know, have the people that are more let's say structured in that scenario, and people that are more logical in 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 many aspects. And uh, often they would say maybe one thing or two, and it would change your uh, view, which could potentially save you from some bad decisions. Um, so. Yeah, those would be my advices. As you probably know, the best advices are learned when you make the mistake, uh, mm -hmm. and it's a, on the big scale. <laughs> then you learn the most. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's really the 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 the, the thing I would say. Um, again, it's uh, it's difficult in practice, but at least try, and uh, yeah, and just uh, you know, again, never stop learning. I think this is also important. So that mm -hmm. that would be my my advices. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely agree with what you said there. I mean, I kind of alluded to one of mine, uh, but it's it's tied to the emotional piece, right? 2017 was a big ICO craze, and mm -hmm. I was throwing ETH at every every token that was launching ICO, and really looking back, it's like, man, you know where I'd be if I just have that Ethereum instead of uh, spending it on yeah. some of those ICOs that I was listening to everybody and listening to the hype instead of really looking at what is what are they truly doing and just like you look at anything else, what are they doing and how is it different than what's out there? Because you'll see a lot of these projects will throw around buzzwords that don't really mean much. Sure. Oh, we're gonna create our own wallet, we're gonna create our own exchange or whatever, but yeah. what what's gonna be the differentiator? You know, you tell me you're gonna build something that's gonna bring in a lot more users because it's gonna be super easy. That's more interesting than, oh, we're just gonna mm -hmm. launch it on this chain or that chain. So, yeah, I, I would say, I would say, yeah, I would say that uh, one thing that is quite important here to say is that um, and I build a lot of things in my life, as I mentioned. So for the last fifteen years, the and I think again, many people can 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 uh, can sort of confirm that that 
Um, and I think there's one also video with, with Steve Jobs uh, discussing this, but it's the idea is just only 1%, like white paper or anything to that sort. However you make that amazing with the ideas, it's only 1% of everything. Like Then you will get into the real building and there will be many things that you can't do, the problems, issues from many different perspectives, from like financial people, uh, you know, it will have some, it will take too much risk, something will be like some black swan event. There'll be so many things, you know, at, uh, like from acquisition and million things, then doing it's just 99%. Therefore, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm referring back to this um, delivery uh, 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 result in the past as an indicator of of uh, a good project because everybody can make the amazing presentation but you know as you mentioned 99 percent of the projects that's where it ends so um yeah so again don't so maybe this is a good lesson and this is something you yeah. know uh, don't don't get too to let's say don't be too charmed by amazing presentations and uh, and, and and the fancy ideas i would say be more pragmatic in this scenario and really see what people can actually deliver that gives the value so i think this is also yeah. what you we would mention with the with the many projects that you have invested right in the mm -hmm. plus you were excited about this probably you heard a lot of different people saying they were hyped there's no tomorrow crypto is the next big thing so there were a lot of emotions I, i've gone through this i can tell you yeah. i can tell you a funny story actually i had one of my friend and we were like going we went for like holidays and he was awaiting the rebranding like and he was like putting longs uh because of the rebranding was due to be launched with one project and he was expecting mm -hmm. that oh wow they're gonna rebrand it and it's gonna be like uh, you know 50 percent up or, or things of that sort so you know this looks very like nowadays when we talk about it it obviously sounds ridiculous but but uh but yeah it's it's been it's been crazy so um yeah now i think it's more more pragmatic and i think it's more stable in terms of in terms of the building massive progress being done across many different fronts so yeah uh, keep building i think this is always the 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 the, the good advice i would say so yeah oh cool. cool all right bartos as we wrap up tell everybody where they can learn more about my container follow my container definitely follow you as well Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so we are across all of the all of the channels, uh, YouTube, Twitter. Just search mycontainer.com. Uh, visit our website in the footer. You will have when you go on the website, you will have uh, links to all of our platforms. Um, yeah. So we, you know, give us the feedback. What we are doing wrong. What we can improve. This is always a good thing for learning and iterating. Uh, yeah. We are again. We always learning more from 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 things that we haven't done properly. So. Uh, we'd love to welcome the feedback and uh, yeah um, it's been a pleasure Wayne uh, to, for yeah. having me um, I enjoyed the conversation so um, and hope we gave some insight to, to your audience regarding you know maybe a thing or two you know about the current state of, of projects and uh, you know maybe a glimpse of a bit of education of what can be improved absolutely so definitely everybody listen and check out mycointainer.com Give it a go. Give them some feedback. Reach out to them on social channels. Um, let them know the good. And uh, any, any, any other suggestions as well. So thanks again, Bartos, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. And have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, Wayne. It's been a pleasure. Take care.